On today's episode, we begin the family edition. The last few days of radiation, I blocked out um, and my family drove me to radiation. So you get to hear the inner circle, the people who were there with me throughout the whole thing and um, really get to have an inside look on what it's like as a family member when you have a loved one going through cancer. Um, It's a great, great listen. Also, my family is hilarious and amazing, so it'll be a super fun listen. Uh, Today is my sister Kristen. She's the youngest of the three Marshall girls and uh, definitely the spiciest. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, She has bonus content at the very end because she could not help herself, and I love that about her. Thanks for listening in. <laughs> Welcome to the Drive Canister Radiation Podcast Family Edition. Hello. Hello. My name is Kristen. I'm Candace's sister. <laughs> you did it. And if you can't tell our voices apart, I'm the nasally one and she's the one that sounds normal. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Since you were tiny. <laughs> Who's got the snotty nose? That one. <laughs> this one. Chronic right <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. <laughs> These ones are going to be fun because I haven't gotten to podcast with my actual family and I've done like hundreds of episodes and I've never had like, I've, you know, my, my kids and Mike for sure, but not my extended family. So that's kind of fun. I'm excited. Thanks for playing my game. I will play with you. Okay. Thanks. Only because I love you though. I know. It's a big deal, <laughs> but I am, you know, I've talked you into a lot of things over the years. It's true. It's true. Uh, like if anybody can talk me into things it is most certainly you yeah because you are you're kind of a tough person you're tough and if you don't want to do it you don't but my big sister candace knows how to make me do things i don't want to do (laughs) i do i'm pretty good at it (laughs) it's true um okay Kristen, what is something kind someone's done for you recently uh, well, I mean, we all know, like, the outpouring of uh, kindness that uh, everybody's been giving our family through your cancer journey and stuff. Um, so that is definitely, I've, I've felt enveloped by that as well, just people being uh, kind and, um, you know, wanting to know how everyone's doing with everything, and that's, so that's been really nice. Um, I, I lost my dog not long ago, and the just the real, um, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. What? <laughs> Let's just start it out with crying. <laughs> That's fun. Well, we love cash, and nice. it's okay. <laughs> it's podcast. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, and just, you know, it was, I understand that not everybody, you know, my dog was very a big part of my life, and uh, it was kind of unexpected to lose him, and I absolutely got so much just wonderful support from people that it was it was overwhelming and exactly what I needed and so it was just yeah yeah to, you know to to invel- to be part of you know we've had it uh, kind of a difficult year as a family <laughs> and so you know one more thing um, but really just the genuine support from people that uh, I just yeah felt yeah. really. Loved, yeah. Seen, 
Yeah, it's kind of grief upon grief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love that dog, Cashy. He's a good boy. Um, okay. What is super interesting or fun for you right now? Um, so I feel like I do. Okay. Uh, with COVID being kind of, uh, you know, it's, we aren't on shutdown anymore and we're able to move about. So, uh, it feels good to be able to, um, travel, start traveling. Um, I was able to go to South Carolina with some girlfriends this year. Um, and we're going to go to Connecticut here pretty soon. So being able to travel again is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. I want to, I think that's the one thing for me, um, coming out of COVID on top of cancer is I am anxious to travel. I'm really feeling like I want to, I want to work on setting our finances towards that, those goals. And, um, I'm really excited about just getting out and seeing, seeing new places. Yes. Yeah. You want to? (laughs) Really bad. (laughs) Let's, let's start dreaming about where we're going to go. Okay. Um, all right. Is there a book, a show, a podcast, or a food that you love? What are you recommending these days? So I'm in the middle of it. I haven't finished it yet, but American Dirt. Okay. Yes. I, I can't think of the author author's name right now. Cummins, Cummings, I think maybe. My anyway, American Dirt. Yeah. Man, it gripped me from the jump. I've I, heard of that. Oof, it's I I really have been enjoying it a lot. And then um and then I'm a Stranger Things nerd, so yes. I was super glad when the <laughs> when the uh, fourth season came out. Oh, yes. And that's been fun. I like the I just. I like the nostalgia of it yes. and the uh, and I really love the character development over the years and it's been fun. Yeah, I it's love watch. It is. I love Stranger Things. Um like this last season there were so many 80s movie references from like horror movies and scary movies that it was almost hilarious cuz you'd just be like Oh my gosh, that's this scene, or those are they're yeah, they're they're dressed like this. Well, and it's like horror light, you know. Yeah. It's the kind that I can tolerate yeah. without being too gory or like yeah. you know too scary. Yeah. So, We're kind of babies yeah. about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When I say horror, I mean maybe PG thirteen. I don't know. Um, yes, and I love like all their clothes. And I think the girls asked me. They were like, "Did this this feel like when you were a kid?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes." I captured that whole summertime vibe of. Yes. You know, the 80s and stuff. That was, 100%. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Um, anything else you're recommending? That one. That's good. American Dirt and Stranger Things. Okay. okay. Um, Kristen. Oh. Oh, you know, what? I do, sorry. What? I do. Uh, food-wise? Yeah. Uh, so, Ryan and I, my my uh, significant other, and I have been living off of ceviche this summer. Mm. And mm. it is actually really easy to make. Okay. Can you rattle it off? Uh, like, okay. So we use shrimp. Yeah. So, and then, um, like whatever kind of onion you like, um, cucumber, tomato, uh, is that kind of it? A lot of lime and a lot of cilantro if you like cilantro. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, a little salt and pepper and, um, you know, mix it. Yeah, mix it up. And then we use um, the tostadas and then chips or chips. um, But super good, really fresh. Yeah. And when it's been hot, like it has been, um, it's it's like easy and you just keep it in the fridge and 
do you buy what's your shrimp like is it already cooked is it frozen what is it no i'd like the um and now i'm afraid to even say it because i believe because this is mostly ryan's deal <laughs> but but I, I think it's raw shrimp and then it cooks itself in the the lime okay. juice like cooks yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like traditional ceviche. Because yep. sometimes people don't, sometimes they freak out and they want to get like well, the, the artichoke. You could, but yeah, the, the lime juice will, yeah, will totally okay. cook it up. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds really good. Super good. Maybe that's what we should do for dinner tonight when we get back. So easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, all chopping, but really easy. Yeah, but chopping. Who yeah. cares? Okay. What is something you wish you'd known 10 years ago, Kristen? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this was like a brutal question for me. Uh, so I turned 40 uh -huh. and I would have been 30 10 uh -huh. years ago. And if I was telling myself anything, <laughs> it would mostly be like, buckle up, girl, you're in, you're yeah. in for it for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots to work through and lots of growth and learning to do but you're gonna come out the other side of it uh, all the better and a lot more clear on the things that you want for yourself mm -hmm. and the things you will tolerate from other people. Yeah. And um, yeah, like really good growth journey happening in my early 30s, late 20s, early 30s that, um, you know, right now I can happily say that in my 40s, um, I am happier than I've ever been. So yeah, I went through kind of a dark age <laughs> for a little bit. And, and I guess the other thing I would tell myself is get the dog. He's worth it. Get the dog. I remember yeah. when you were asking me this question about getting cash and you were like, but I don't have grass. I have like a patio. And I was like, he can go on the patio. It'll be fine. And then, yeah. And I'm so glad you got the dog. He's such a, he was such a good boy. Um, yeah. I, is there something you recommend on your growth journey that was really helpful for you? <sighs> well, Later, I picked up, and this is, <laughs> uh, I picked up Enneagram a little later after my growth, after the really hard times to work through. Um, but a lot of it was, you know, that and through that, and then it kind of along the way of just on my own, I started to learn to, um, I'm not a big sharer, and I don't tend to let people in very much um, on what's going on with me and my personal life and all of that. So, but what I have learned is that when you find safe people to, um, to talk to and to, um, to let in, that uh, it really does help um, to be, help you, you know, work through things and um, feel supported and not feel so isolated and alone. Yeah. And yeah. so, and part of that was, you know, like I say, learning through the Enneagram, mm -hmm. um, but also just as you, I think as you get a little older, maybe you start to try on some new things that uh, when things, when your old uh, resources from the past, the ways, the ways that you get through things um, aren't working anymore. Yeah, they don't serve learn you. A, yeah. Yeah. Learning a new way to, to de-stress and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You've done the work. I've been really proud of you. And then you did the work, but then you also were like, sh you shared information with the rest of your family as far as like, hey, this might be helpful for you too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, okay. I wasn't going to ask you this question because I thought it was not going to be, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't think you'd have an answer because you generally 
ask me anything that you want to know. But is there something about me that you've always wanted to know but never asked? Well, and I wasn't going to, so I'm changing the script a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> because I would ask you whatever I wanted to ask. And yeah. Uh, and, um, and, and we didn't really say this up front, but you know, I've, uh, we have a long-standing relationship, we and we have a long-standing relationship of being pretty open and honest with each other. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't have anything um, pressing that I would have always wanted to ask you, but I did hear more recently as you were, I was listening to your podcast, and it's something, a question popped into my head. Um, so hopefully you're prepared for this one. Okay. would have uh, done 10 years ago, you know, what I told myself 10 years ago. And my question for you is, what would you tell yourself 10 years from now? Oh, bless it. That's a great question. Um, 10 years from now, when I am 56, that's, that's a real hard number right, right. there, 56. Um, I would hope that in the, the last 10 years of your life, you chose to live beyond your fear and you chose to live beyond the expectations of other people and that you chose to live um, like boldly, more boldly than you've ever experienced before. And I'm like having a hard time saying all those things without crying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, <laughs> I was turning the tables a little bit on you because if you'll remember about 10 minutes ago, I too was crying. <laughs> Correct. I like to cry together. Yes, I feel. <laughs> I feel like I hope that I am the freest I've ever been in the next ten years, and I feel like I've earned that freedom. And I will need, obviously, everyone's help to hold me to that. So good response and I like it and that is kind of what I thought you would say because that's the journey you've been been on yes yeah sure. my response to that is is um yeah I'm ho I'm hopeful for that for you too and just you know I think that the journey never stops as we be it's like our you know learning about ourselves and learning about just life in general and yeah the curveballs that you get along the way and yeah um yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to take whatever this last year has done, and really the last three years of my life probably, um, and use it, like jump on it and use it, you know? Um, so to not squander it and to really say yes to things that I probably wouldn't have said yes to before. Yep. Um, so let's talk about cancer a little bit. And I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna shake it up a little bit for the fam. I'm gonna shake up this week's family edition question about cancer. And the first question I wanna ask you is, how has my cancer journey affected you? And um, what have you learned from my cancer journey? <laughs> um, I feel like your cancer journey so I, I've had people in my life, and obviously we know that we have um, plenty of family, extended family, that have uh, gone through cancer. But 
at the time that they were going through cancer, I, I was not very keyed into things, and I feel like the, uh, you know, maybe the messaging that I got from, you know, say our grandparents going through it, um, as a for instance, was a little bit glossed over, um, and a lot, uh, and very much, you know, you knew the consequences of cancer, but at the time in my life, you know, my teens and 20s, essentially, um, you know, they were kind of like, yeah, we're, this is what we're going to do and no big deal. And, and it wasn't communicated a lot. Yeah. And so, um, just when, the classic way we handle things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so when you got your diagnosis, uh, a lot was just learning to have to be patient with, you know, trying to figure out how we were going to tackle it. Um, what the, what the path forward was and, so to be patient in that was really frustrating, like almost impossible to do. Yeah. And then um, anyway, and then and then learning so much about even I, I felt like my ignorance was very high in it of like, um, especially like learning about the different kinds of chemo cocktails. Not all, everything's created the same. Um, how they can like in your and for your chemo you had it throughout your body and some very strong um very strong uh cocktail of yeah. chemo um and other other folks are have a different journey and are you know receive doses that are more um concentrated to where the cancer is in their body um so learning those kinds of things was uh was different and I, I, I felt very ignorant in the process, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned a lot in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think I knew this, but it takes very special kinds of people to be the ones to walk you through, uh, on your path of, you know, the nurses and the doctors that have a passion for, um, helping people with through cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, it's been amazing to, uh, see those people at their best, you know, see those people doing exactly what they do and exactly yeah. what their passion is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was just amazing to absorb, um, to be able to be even part of the process, to be there um, on some of your treatment days um, and just watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's very, uh, I think when you don't have any kind of other exposure to it, it's, it's a whole new world. <laughs> So. Yeah, and I think you come in with some expectations that it's going to work like how other things work. Whereas, you know, like there's certain things when you go to the doctor, there's a general path forward and we can figure things out pretty quickly. And there's a decision tree that's usually out there that if this, then this. And a lot of times with cancer, it's not cut and dry. And I think that you, that's kind of what you're explaining. That when we in the beginning, there was it took forever to get, felt like it. It didn't really, but it, it took forever <laughs> to get. I mean, it took a, like a month or two, I think, before we really had um, answers. But that felt like an agonizingly long time. And I understand that, like in the healthcare world, that that's not necessarily yeah. the case. You know, you you actually had a pretty rapid response to yeah. in a lot of in a lot of ways, but. Um, and, I, and I'm not critiquing the journey of that or anything, you know, as far as the, it really did feel like you, um, the people that were involved in your case were um, on it and really wanting to uh, be aggressive. Um, it just, 
when you hear something like that and you have to wait, you know, in a lot of other ways, like in, in the case of maybe a heart attack, um, there's things that are happening right now and, you know, and then we're going to, and here's the answer and this is, this is our, how we're going to proceed. Um, but in the case of cancer, in, the, in your case at least, I can't speak to a lot of it, but in your case, it, it felt like a really long time right. before we had, knew what, knew how you were going to, um, what did you do to kind of help yourself mentally and emotionally handle that? Uh, you know, I, well, I had a, I have a great group of girlfriends and, um, and then my significant other as well of just being able to, um, talk through and, uh, whereas, oh, and that was, you know, I guess I can bring it back around to what I would have told myself 10 years ago. Um, actually, actually bringing things up instead of sitting on it quietly, um, but actually trusting, um, to share with other people what's going on with myself. Um, and then letting them be kind and helpful <laughs> was was yeah. essentially what we did but you know and this and this group of girlfriends uh, one in particular well two uh, that are coming to mind freshly and I'm sorry uh, to the other two if that's uh, <laughs> if I'm not incorporating it but we're really impacted somewhat recently by cancer um, uh, to with their parents here recently and so you know they knew and I and I so I knew that they knew what I was going through anyway because yeah. uh, they had they had had to live live it live through it as well and yeah. so um, yeah just reaching out for support from people that knew what yeah. was going on yeah. and knew me and know me well so yeah. yeah I think one of the things I think is a practical tip for people um, besides just that what we're talking about like I need my support people which Kristen was one of those people, but Kristen also needed her support people in order to be that for me. And um, that needs to be different because she was very kindly, didn't want to dump her stuff on me because I couldn't handle that kind of thing. Um, but I think one of the ways that we practically handled it is that like my, you know, we did Marco, Marco Polo. And so with, Brandy and my other sister and that was helpful because we just kind of check in hey I want to see how you're doing and that gave everybody kind of also a video of my face and like you can tell how your sister's doing by just how she's looking and um, whether that's a good day or a bad day and that was really helpful yeah and you have to remember too I mean there was a little bit of COVID times so we were living through as well at, at, at that so there was a lot of uncertainty of like how much face-to-face -face we could do which would be our instinct right you know like to to just be together physically sit across from each other and um and talk and cry and laugh and and you couldn't necessarily do that so yeah marco was really a really great help um for us to be able to yeah. stay in in the know and then you also um would use the Facebook Messenger and yeah. do video and kind of brief everybody, basically all yeah. the all the family at the same time, yeah. and like and that was really helpful too um, to just get all the information yeah. and um, for everybody to be able to process it and yeah. and then not have to have you have to explain it to you know ten different people and yeah so yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was like a news brief. Here's what we know. And all the kids were on it because the kids were, three of them were in Canada and one of them was here at home. And, um, you know, my siblings, my parents and, um, 
yeah and Mike and that was kind of like the core group of people and then and then those people could now go out and share it with other people I didn't have to do that which was helpful yeah so um, how do you the second question is how do you perceive cancer has changed me or what has been your perceptive perception of me as I've walked through it well and that's you know it's interesting because I know that I know that you have felt changes and you've been going through changes just in general in your life but I feel like you kind of attacked it exactly how I would expect you to have attacked it (laughs) so so which is to say that you were going to try your hardest to be kind and loving and share that love with everybody that you were interacting with. It was gonna be important to you to um, develop relationships with the people that you were gonna be, um, you know, that were working towards getting you healthy. Um, And yeah, just being able to, um, be able to not brush it off, uh, certainly no, not just a a cheery exterior um, all the time, but to be able to like, live that full experience of the sadness and the happy you know the the gifts that are given as well as like what is taken away and just absorbing all of that and then I think with you know not with everybody but certainly with me because it's the kind of relationship that we have um you know being able to talk about the whole thing the whole experience and but what I do love of the way you do most everything in life is you are one to share your experience, be open about what's happening with you, and you know, you're you're an open book in that way. And that is gift to be able to give to everybody else that doesn't, you know, like even just this podcast and, and just and the and your social media posts and through your art, um, being able to um, share what's happening with you, that's a way for you to process as well. And then um, and 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 to be able to um you know work through that and then allow others to be in and part of it and to learn from it and you know and I know that a hope of yours through this is that uh it might ease other people's journeys when they're if they're faced with uh something similar you know um to be able to learn through some of your experiences as well so uh I yeah, I mean, I think I ju- you did exactly what <laughs> you did exactly what Candace is gonna do in the face of adversity, and I commend you for it. Thank you. We're all in this together. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I don't know why I do that. Maybe we'll get down to therapy and we'll figure out why I do that. But I feel like. Um, I feel like I know why. Okay, tell me why. Because <laughs> you have a deep sense of community, and your community reaches far, um, and and so to be able to share with everyone is is a way for you to be inclusive, and um, yeah, it's a way for you to give love and receive love. Yeah, That's, for sure. That's true. Um, yeah, I. I don't pretend to speak for other cancer patients because everybody's journey is really unique to them. And But I do hope that if my friends who are listening that are going through this um, know that they're not by themselves in it um, through my experience, that, that brings me much joy for sure. Um, and emotions like start bubbling up because I'm just so proud of the people I've met um, in oncology. 
and, and in radiation going through what they're going through and um, just proud of the people that take care of them every day. So, and it's been a joy to, to get to know some of these people. And I would not have been in those circles of people. And that would, I, and nor would I say like, Ooh, you know, thank God I had cancer. I got to meet these people. No, like not toxic positivity, but I'm in it and this is my reality. And so if it is my reality, I am going to try to make the best of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and help others in it as well. Like, it's not going to be just your journey. You're going to be wanting to be there for other people. Yeah. And that's just you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I'm hoping that all of that translates into something in my next season after I'm done with this cancer business. And um, I'm really excited and dreaming about what that might be. So I have no idea, though. And it's kind of stressing me out. Well, just <laughs> staying open to opportunities. Yes. And- yeah, sure. something will. Anybody out there want to hire me? Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your reference too. Yeah, sounds out. good. My sister will vouch for that. Um, okay, so we're rolling down cabbage and we're getting close to Wild Horse. So the last question is, Kristen, a long time from now, when you get to heaven and you, you know, there's God. What do you see? What do you envision? What would you like God to say to you? Uh, God's going to know that there are some people that are going to be butting their way to the front of the line. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like uh, I am excitedly uh-huh. awaiting seeing um, definitely some grandparents. Yes. And a pooch and yes. a couple cats and, you know, sure. my, my peeps and a couple friends as well. So, yeah, I'm quite certain that there'll be some people jockeying up to the front. Um, <laughs> I can actually, like, feel one of their energies right now. Yes. <laughs> and we all know who that is. <laughs> so, yeah, Grandpa Marshall is going to be like, 100%. But out. <laughs> That's my girl right there. Totally. Oh my gosh. So, Um, yeah. Yeah, if it is possible for people in heaven to try to influence things on this planet, um, our grandparents, I feel, are like on it and trying every way to make that happen. And and they have, because we feel their presence like all all the live long day. And then the sisters, we'll all talk about it. We're like, we had a moment, you know, a grandparent moment. So, yes, I'm with you there on that one. And also, I want to see Cassie when it's the day. Oh, that would be so great. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening in on the family edition. We'll continue going forward. My parents, our parents are with me tomorrow. Oh, that'll be fun to manage. Good interviewing skills right there. <laughs> see how it goes. It's either going to be like silence <laughs> or they're going to talk over each other that's my prediction I know I feel like mom's already emotional about it and whether I can get dad to actually give me a straight answer will be a Christmas miracle I don't know <laughs> yeah. well. so tune in next time friends this is what I'm saying it should be a ride um, thank you for podcasting with me uh, I would only do it for you I We 
have some bonus content for you. We're really excited to share this. Kristen could not not share this. She had to share this. So because I love her and I get, care about her mental health, she has a, an important recommend for you. Listen, I wasn't going to be able to let it go. So I appreciate the opportunity to just get it out there, to talk about it, and move on. So thank you. And thank you, audience, for having the patience to listen to this addendum. It's much appreciated. But to finish off the, you know, I had a trifecta of things, and I missed the music part of giving you my recommendations. And I just had to say that Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats you should check them out. That's it. That's all. What, what kind of band is Nathaniel, Nathaniel what? Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Okay. They're sort of um, rock and rollish, bluesy mixed with folksy. Okay, I would love that. I told you that. I listen, that. listen, I understand that you don't remember because of what's going on in your life, I but I said months ago oh yeah you did that you should be listening to this band they have like three albums out and they're all super fun okay i think i did listen to it and then i forgot and <laughs> in addition they are coming to edgefield in august i can't be there but if you were to check it out you could go to edgefield watch them in august uh they are very dancey very nice. fun very fun yeah um, thank you for that recommend. Is there anything else you're recommending? I can move on now. Okay. I can move on now. I could keep going, but I will move on now. Um, <laughs> these are very Enneagram 4 things. I don't know if you study the Enneagram very much, but this is an exactly... <laughs> it was torture, torture for me to not have remembered that I needed to give you the band that I'm into. Yes. Obscure band that she needed us to know about. And so <laughs> now we know. Thank you. Now, you know. now we know. Hey, thanks for listening in, friend. I really appreciate it. This is really fun for me. But I hope for you, there's some takeaways on just being a good neighbor. Just somebody who's willing to, to jump in and say, yeah, I'll help you out. If you are a cancer survivor, or if you're currently going through cancer, please know that my heart is with you, that my prayers are with you, and that you are more connected than you realize, and you are more loved than you could ever understand. Please tune in next time. We will have a great time on the podcast, driving over the mountain where I get radiation and make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Have a great day. Thank you.